Ladies and gentlemen, coming in hot <laughs> from Melbourne, Victoria, St Kilda. It's Jamie Milne here from Jamie Milne Training and the Real Jamie Milne Podcast. And with the one and only, the myth, the legend, the mystical creature, often known as the golden trombone. <gasps> Founder of the Just Be Nice Project, social entrepreneur. And uh, <laughs> it keeps drinking. Keeps drinking this up. There's a lot of sensuality and sexuality in the way he slurps his short black. Yeah, long black, long black. What'd you call me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Uh, and uh, partner with the Jones Brothers High Performance Centre here in Melbourne, Josh Reed Jones. Boom. My man. You'd think I'd do better than to disrespect you by drinking in the middle of my own intro, yeah. but you know what? It's hot, I'm losing my mind, so don't worry about it. Mate, how hot is it here? It's very hot. We're pushing, we're nudging 40 today, I think. That is unreal. Can't believe it. He's here in the uh, the offices. He's got the old school air conditioning going. The window. The window's open. Okay, <laughs> the window. <laughs> you don't get to complain until you at least end up in shorts. You probably can't see, but Jamie's wearing pants today like a psychopath. I know. I came from the sunny coast in my skinny jeans with my one-star Converse chucks looking all hipster with a little sneaky man bun. That was a fucking dumb idea. He's like, I paid an extra 50 bucks to carry these pants on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear them. Shout out Jetstar. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah, big fella. Guys, Josh has a has an immense passion for helping people and anybody that's followed any of Josh's stuff um, would agree. He has this uh, an infectious enthusiasm for helping people, encouraging people and creating a pathway for all of us to do the next right thing, which gives us a positive life. Um, a great outlook on life and you really really are just forging a pathway out there in society and creating the culture especially for us blokes just be nice just do the right thing and man i totally appreciate you in my world <sighs> feelings very mutual my friend i could go yeah. on and on oh mate i could wax lyrical about you for ages and i have and i've <laughs> posted to that effect and you know this, yeah. the man loves it's no secret so yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can flick back as far as you want. even today's our Facebook friend anniversary or whatever as well. How does the universe know? I know it's like Stardust is some mythical shit. Mm -hmm. There's not enough sage for that shit. Not enough sage. You can't. You couldn't sage us away from each other. No. Not all the sage in the world. No. Even if it was just like right here, there's just no way you can separate. There's no divide. There's no. It'd be like dishwashing detergent on oil. It would just split apart. So we can constantly be close. It's like a tangled up mess of dishwashing. Dishwash water, I don't know. Dishwash water. <laughs> yeah. You haven't done a dish for a while, mate. I, I yeah, get that. It has don't been lie. a while. Don't yeah. lie to the people. No, I mean. <laughs> oh, jeez, turn it up, mate. Mate, I'm not, I'm not a stranger to the kitchen. <laughs> mm, mm. Do you like that? That was good. Yeah. I'm sure everyone wants to hear us drink. You're going to hear it because I'm, t you know, it's that time of the afternoon. <laughs> Bro, tell me, here's the first question. Mm -hmm. Who is Josh Reed Jones? Man. Who, well, your definition of Josh Reed Jones? I've just given you a bit of runway. Yeah. Give us an elevator speech, mate. Who is this mystical creature? Uh, yeah, just I think uh, a guy that um, just shows up to try and, and improve opportunity for, for people. I sort of feel like that, I, I, f I feel like it's really cheesy. Lots of people say stuff like, oh, you know, you're here to serve or whatever. But I just feel like I'm, I'm, I've been tasked with it, with a job, with a, with a vision. Uh, with an answer that that I truly believe is is 
a direction that we need to move move things so that people get the help that they need when they need it for as long as they need it. And I'm just a dude that just gets after that every day. And mm. and uh, almost everything that I do is is really pointed in, in that direction. So even my leisure time is you know often in aid of being able to do a better job of, of doing that. So it, it's a little bit a little bit boring in that space, I suppose. Kind of it's one one track, but unfortunately I get to do lots of different things in that direction. But I think I'm just a guy that's here just to try and help people to help people. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. We arrived at level four. Well done, mate. There we well, go. That well, was beautiful. Thank you. And uh, the Just Be Nice project, we've, man, you've supported yeah. many, many miles, many, many things. Uh, many many events mm -hmm. that I've taken part of and obviously I am not an isolated case you're a very multi-layered multi-faceted gorgeous human being <laughs> so give give us a give us a little um, insight into what the just be nice project is or who you are how you do it um, anything man to share yeah. with the with the peeps with the peeps yeah I mean essentially uh, the just be nice project we started off um, it's the culmination of, of I've been doing this kind of thing for, for over 15 years. And the thing is trying to work out why is it that people who need help don't get it, essentially. They get little bits of help, but they really get the help that they need when they need it for as long as they need it. And it, it, in terms of, of help with, with employment, with mental health, with uh, housing, um, with opportunity and, and building out opportunity around people and communities, it's very piecemeal, it's it's very competitive, strangely enough. It's like a strange competition between causes and, and interventions and all this kind of stuff. And the people that miss out are the people that need help. So the JVM project is is started on the end of having a solution for changing changing that sort of paradigm. Moving the, uh, the focus from attempting to do something to outcomes for people. And much like when you go to hospital and you expect to be there until you get better. That's how we treat people uh, for other kinds of help. So whether they need uh, to, to end up housed, whether they need employment, whether they need help um, getting good mental health or regaining uh, control over their mental health. We're not here to say, oh, a cup of coffee is the answer. Here's the cup of coffee. We're here to say, hey, we're gonna work out what the answer is with you. We might need a coffee, we might need a beer, we might need a mate, we might need a job, you might need some training. We'll bring in the right people with the right expertise at the right time until you reach an outcome. Much the same when you go to hospital and they bring in specialists and you have support and you get these things until you're better. Yeah. Um, and because of that, taking that responsibility and coordinating those outcomes, uh, you know, we operate very differently uh, by leveraging mostly for-profit but also non-profit partner organisations, helping them do a better job of helping people by mm -hmm. going and identifying what they could do and lumping those skills in to our pool of, of stuff that we can help people with. Wow, man, that sounds like, uh, you know, that sounds like a huge time investment from you. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't sleep, mm -hmm. just drink coffee with, yeah. with the window open. Yeah, always with the window open, 24-7, <laughs> the window's open here. Yeah. yeah, that sounds huge, man. So you're obviously very, very passionate about what you do, very driven, inspired and motivated to go out there and make that positive change. And across those areas too, like you know, the um, mental health space, getting work, things like that, that are you know these things that are taken away from some people, mm -hmm. and they just want yeah, they just want shelter, they just want a 
feel better. They just want to get a job and mm-hmm. feel like they're back in society and stuff like that. That's awesome, man. Is there, is there something like, you know, when you say you've been involved for 15 years, do you often reflect and um, is, there, is there something there that you wish you knew before you started or is there, is there would you have done anything different um, you know, with what you've been doing? I've always believed that the, the key the key to having any any kind of impact or, or the, the key to exponentially bigger, better impact is always on the end of like being really good at something. So, I mean, for instance, let's say that you are a multiple time uh, ultra marathon runner with lots of experience, um, highly experienced coach, never had an injury until you cameras on you and you want to go to hell one day. <laughs> you're, you're really, you, you've got time in, you've got, you're highly skilled, you've, you've got experience, you know lots of stuff. At that point, you're able to, to at least have some kind of movement um, learning-wise on almost anybody who wants mm. to like, run a little bit better. Mm. Contrast that with someone who's never run anywhere, never done anything like that, doesn't know anything about running, no interest. Um, but stumbles onto running one day and goes, wow, this passion has been ignited in me and I just love it so much. Well, <laughs> I, I tip my cap to your passion. I'm glad yeah. you're excited about it, but you don't know anything about it. Yeah. The guy who's got the 20 years of running in, he's the guy that knows. He's the guy that can teach more people, mm. have a better impact, get to the answers quicker, give the correct answers. And so in my life, I've always just said, whatever I've got my hands on at any moment, run it to the end. Just just try and know as much as you can know, mm. do as much as you can do, be as good as you can do, be as good as you can be. You're not gonna know at the beginning what you're gonna be able to do. Because mm. on day one, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. So the better you get, the more options open up. And I think it's it takes that long to be that good. It takes 15 years, it takes 25 years, it takes 30 years of, doing, of living the life that I've lived and, and doing what I do to now be able to do what I do now, mm. and people confuse passion uh, with short or you know short-term enthusiasm with with expertise, mm. um, and it's not the same. Give me the give me the guy who doesn't appear to care that much, but really knows what he's talking about when I've got cancer, yeah. as opposed to the guy who's like so passionate about cancer but literally not spent a day in school to learn yeah. about how to cure it. So I think you 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 need a you need a bit of both because you need a, a drive that takes you through all the tough days and the, and the chasing bills and the you know mm. the, the spreadsheets and all the shitty work. Mm. But in the end, you know it's it's being good at stuff that gives you the chance to, to have a real impact. So I've just I feel like there was there is no shortcut, mm. um, and the the learnings along the way have have all been very necessary, good, bad, and otherwise. And so I probably wouldn't change too much but it'd be nice if there were a few more big checks along the way you know a few more high paying jobs and that kind of stuff would have been good along the way but yeah you, i mean you don't know what the struggles are teaching you and you don't know what those lessons might be valuable mm-hmm. so that's funny eh? that, that's, that's that whole resilience thing you know how long can you hang on like yeah. you said when it's shit mm-hmm. and unfortunately when you are I suppose a person of action or an organisation of action, there's going to be more shit days than there are going to be good days. And just having, I suppose, the faith, the resilience, the endurance to hang on and keep going, regardless yeah. of what's going on. I think that's the, the critical part of that that people miss is like they start off with these grand plans, like, and and I'm I'm for it, obviously, as as you are. You know, we we we're people that want to want to do big things and and do good things. But if you tied 
if you tied all your measures of success and your capacity to endure hardship to things that are a bit sort of esoteric, like have an impact, changing lives, these sorts of things, mm. you find you'll find the edge of it very quickly because it's actually no one really cares. People don't pay that much attention. People don't put in as much effort as you a lot of the time, so they're not mm. getting maybe the, the best out of themselves, and you can see that there's more for them. So I think, and you're a testament to this as well, it's when you when you start on, on a journey like this, or when you start on a journey where you're trying to do anything, the first thing is to establish like what you're about and how you think you should conduct yourself. I think I should work hard. I think I should just get on with it. I think that it's important to be mindful of the people around you and step up and do the right things. And I think for me, it's more important that I'm committed to doing a job that leads to what is, you know, the, the ultimate outcomes of the Just Be Nice project. Because it's important that I carry myself that way, I can endure six months where not much happens. Yeah. But if you're if you're in it because you want to change lives, that'll break you because you're not getting you just don't get that feedback all the time. No, that's right. And sometimes the life changes don't come for eighteen months. And mm. particularly in long term disadvantage, generational disadvantage, we might not see the out, outcomes of some of our work for five or ten years. Yeah. It's very hard to just hold on to the faith if you're not just about, you know, I'm Jamie Milne, I rock up. My job is, you know, the person that I am is someone that rocks up with a good attitude to put in for people mm. every day. I know that if I do that enough, they'll get the changes. Yeah. But if you rock up just to change people, that mm. month where no one gives a shit, yeah. that month where everyone cheats yeah. on their diet and doesn't come yeah. to training, is a miserable month for you. Yeah. So as long as you can hold on to like what you're about, mm. I mean, that gets me through. I sleep at night because of what I do every day, not because of how the world responds to what I do. Yeah. And I think that that is the only way to actually lump stuff for, yeah. for as long as it needs to be. God, done. I love that, mate. Having those core values, that mission that everything aligns to. Yeah. It sounds like that. That's a, yeah. Because oh, I was going to ask you, because that's an interesting thing, something I think about often. So to get to the point that you are now, like what are what are some of the resources like a handful resources whether it's books you look like one of the most intelligent motherfuckers i've ever got, got a big bookshelf he's got a, he's got a very big bookshelf, yeah. and one in the bedroom yeah one in the bedroom <laughs> yeah. but as soon as you see that you know first impression is like whoa and then i see a lot of it, it it's sprayed and littered with books that i've read mm. um you know like abc uh, some nursery rhymes, things like yeah, that. Yeah, we say we've got, the, we've got uh, <laughs> Harry Potter in there. Yeah, <laughs> you got the bunny books. But there's the, yeah, so it, it's so I often get curious. So what what other than your you know your your drive for what you do? What are some of the resources that you use to to hang in there mm. for you know as long as you have? Uh, or, well, yeah, yeah, well, I mean. Paying attention to having paying attention to other people, I think, is is critical, and not having there there is a there is a quote, and uh, I'm gonna maybe botch this, so I'm not gonna check who had said it, but let's say it was Barack Obama, it was something like someone like that. But what he was the point that that, that they're making is talking about the sort of um, the prejudice of low expectations, yeah, and. I think the thing that keeps me going is that most of the problems that we see uh, are related to a lack of understanding. Mm. Just staying deep in the pocket, paying attention to people and working out how can we improve understanding, which is an almost never ending task because there's always gaps, mm. there's always gaps in people's knowledge. 
that keeps me in the game, keeps me learning, keeps me engaged in the lives of other people, keeps me paying attention to different things, yeah. keeps me looking at the world in, in, in with kind of fresh, curious eyes. Mm. And it doesn't happen all the time. I, I, you know, I get stuck in a rut sometimes and don't pay that much attention. But I think that's, that's key because I haven't just become dogmatic about this one particular thing that I care about, you know, mm. it's CrossFit and I've just got no time for anything else, I'm mm. doing this. It's, hey man, I want to, I'm interested in performance and what does it mean to perform if you don't have an arm or if you've got, you know, TB or, you know, what, mm. there are different elements. There are things you can't just prescribe the same stuff for everybody. Yeah. So you've got to stay engaged, you've got to keep paying attention. And by doing that, I think that has been the most valuable resource because it brings you into reading books from people you don't agree with, talking to people you don't like, you know, mm. going into communities that you don't understand, not and not just going in like you guys are all a mess. Yeah, and what's is, the point? You're all hard. hopeless. Yeah. And you find hope in all these really strange places as a result mm. of like going in with that attitude. I so that, I man. think that's like critical to, to staying motivated and, and building resources around like that. Absolutely love that. Totally love that. That's so cool, man. Cause it, yeah, and on that, like we were touching a little bit on before about resilience and hanging on and things like that. And I often, I often think about, as we know, my background with ultra marathon running and other feats of endurance. And I was asked not that long ago what, what my definition or what my thoughts were on endurance. Took me a while to think about it. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Just hanging out there for ages thinking about it yep. for fucking hours. <laughs> and anyway, um, and, it, and to me, it's, it's that internal conflict. And it's a massive internal war. It's like, it's like your own, I know um, Joe Rogan refers to uh, yoga as like internal jiu-jitsu. You know, you're trying to turn yourself into a fucking pretzel mm. whilst doing yoga. For me, endurance is that fight against the overwhelming urge to quit. Yeah. So you've got that inner conflict. Something I've noticed in my journey and my profession is we quit really easy. Yep. We, we take failure horrifically, myself included. I'm, oh, get, yeah. I'm getting better with it. Um, some failures in my life have scarred me for a long time, you know? And But I often wonder, um, where am I going with this? I wonder why why we are lacking resilience now, why there's not enough endurance, you know? It's like now, I turn up and as <laughs> fucking roasting out there, my first thing is thinking, oh, fuck, I hope there's some air con, you know? Yeah. You're starting to think of the quick, you know, it's cold, all right, where am I fucking where am I get a couple of layers of clothing, you know? My Uber Eats is three minutes late. Yeah. Fucking hell, waiting for that burrito, you know, that type of shit. What, we just don't have that resilience to hang in there. Relationships, uh, employment, yeah. um, life, yeah. unfortunately. You know, people that we all know, everybody's had, you know, lost somebody, somebody's taken their lives. So what is it, three, three or like, Three or nine, I can't remember the, the figure exactly. Australian men take their lives each week. Yeah, the numbers are pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is full on. And so I think you know, what do you what do you think, bro? Like, why why do we give up? And um, this is a very broad question. Yeah. Why do you think we give up? And why, you know, what do we think about failure? Or how could we address failure? I think there's a huge difference between. Um, like I was saying before, you know, it's like I want I want to run I'm, I want to run a marathon, 
and I'm a person that runs, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I ran one on two weeks' notice or whatever. Oh, you did, notice. man. <laughs> oh, I had this really rough marathon in Florence. I did, yeah. So I, I went, tough, I went to Florence on, on not much notice to uh, <laughs> run a marathon and do any training. But to be fair, I also ran 60Ks <laughs> with you on no training at all, about four kilos heavier. So oh, you was, did a 400-meter warm-up. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I did these, touched the toes <laughs> a few times. You know? That was good. But I think there's a huge difference between... Um, there's so much there's so much goals are important it's important to have goals i think goals keep you moving forward but mm. it's more important to know who who you are and what you're about so being someone who runs you run you attempt a marathon you bugger it you go whatever tomorrow i'm still a guy that runs yeah and i'm a guy that runs that couldn't make the distance on that day for whatever reason and it happens to the best of us yeah. if you're a person who's like i'm going to run a marathon and i need everyone to know that mm. i'm going to tell everyone I'm going to do these things and then I'm going to, I'm going to have a crack and fail that I'm a guy who failed the marathon run. Mm. And that is way worse because you, you, first of all, the point of it was a lot more to do with telling everybody and being, getting that little tick on your name mm. as opposed to I'm a guy who runs. And when you are a person who X, you really have to tell people. Mm. No one needs, no one, you don't need to tell people that you train people all the time. People who watch you for any period of time know that. So you don't have to be like, oh, I'm a trainer that does. Everyone knows. Mm. You probably have to tell people that you're an amazing cook because I've never seen you cook before. So maybe you are, maybe you're not. But oh, you'd, <laughs> you'd have to tell people. So I think resilience gets bashed because people are tying stuff to the number of eyeballs they can get, the amount of backpacks they can get, mm. you know, how much attention they can get, and then tie it to these things. And then... They either do the marathon and no one cares. I'm like, oh, that's not as fulfilling as I'd hoped it would be. Yeah. Um, because I still am not, a, at the end of it, I've ticked the box and who who am I? I'm just a dude who did a marathon one time. Mm. It's very different to being a guy who is who is interested in the capabilities of his body. So mm. I have a crack at a few different things. Mm. Well, that's a different guy to the competitive athlete guy. I had to make that, tr that transition from, I'm the guy who wins and wants to win all the time. And I'm competing to win and I'm playing footy and I want to win and I want to win. Mm. And then I, you know, I went to CrossFit and, and I wanted to win, I wanted to win. I wasn't good enough, I didn't have the time to put in. I, mm. I you know, put, didn't have the time to recover. I'm getting, old, you know, getting older, my body was a bit beat up for footy, all that kind of stuff. And then I have to trans, transition. So when you're losing then, when you're a guy who wins, well, I'm a winner, I'm a competitor, mm. you throw yourself through the ringer and that gets hard because all of a sudden you're, your feelings about yourself start to get bashed around. Because I'm not winning. Yeah. That guy's stronger, that guy's faster, that guy's better. Yeah. I'm not a winner. I'm a pretty good guy for a regular guy, <laughs> a bit better than a regular guy. Now, I could go and just try and compete with people who suck, mm. you know, and be like, I'm the king of the sucky people, and keep that, like, I'm a winner attitude. Yeah. Or I can, I've, never, I've always been one to look at the best people and be like, your day's done, mate. Like, yeah. start training for masters. But then I change oh. what I'm about, you know. And yeah. then I'm about, what am I about? I'm about I'm a guy who works a lot and has to measure my, meet my expectations physically around that. But I'm a guy who wants to have a crack at a few things. Mm. And I like to do different stuff. And I like to be challenged in different ways. Mm. So now I can box and lose and, and I'm okay with it. And I can run a slow marathon mm. and I'm okay with it. And I can go for a swim and not be that good at it. And I'm okay with it. Mm. And you can stick at that for ages because I'm just a dude who wants to try that out.
But if it's always about, I'm going to win this thing, I'm going to win this fight, I'm going to do this thing, you will, you will eventually just come up against the brick wall. And people want it quicker. Mm. So, and they want it now, and they've got no patience. And you can get, and if it's all in, in aid of attention, I mean, at the end of the day, we all just end up showing our bums on Instagram and getting likes that way. And yeah. And not sticking to anything because you're always you're always trying to morph into whatever people are caring about instead of just staying the course and then hoping that people come to you mm-hmm. knowing what you're about, seeing what you're about, without you even having to tell them. And people people lack the the resilience to just stick to being a kind of person so that people can get around them. And instead of morphing into different things all the time, trying to like tick boxes, get attention, and it just breaks. It just it just breaks everybody because. Anything worth doing is super fucking hard, mm. and you will have tough moments. And like I said at the beginning, how many tough days can you endure? That's you know, literally on, it. On yeah. the way through, how many tough days? Yeah, it could be seven hundred. Mm. You got seven hundred shit days in you? Yeah, yeah. No shit. I you do. I, I, know, I, I definitely do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking then. Yeah, you got well, seven hundred shit days. I think it's like you were saying before. When you know who you are and what you're about. And perhaps if you're not that certain on who you currently are, but if you know perhaps who you want to be, it gives you something to hold on to. I think when when it does all go tits up and you know you're no longer motivated by the YouTube clips or the fucking Facebook memes or, yep. the, or the the asses on uh, Instagram and stuff like that, and it doesn't get you going anymore. Still get you going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, the, the, like we were talking before, we we we, we mentioned earlier about this is this, this iconic boxing fight mm. between Mickey Ward and Arturo exactly. Gatti, right? And they they just go out. Mickey Ward's this hectic underdog. The movie The Fighter is about him, mm. massive underdog. But these two guys are just tough as nails. Now, two different people. They're, they're two guys, and what they're about is I don't quit. Mm. I don't quit. I get punched in the face, I don't quit. I get tired, I don't quit. It gets hard, I don't quit. I don't quit, I don't quit, I don't quit. That's what they're about. And losing is not worse than quitting for those people. Mm. Then you have these other guys who are very talented, you know, and still have to put in work and still do all these things, but they're about, I'm the champ or I'm the winner. Mm. And a loss for them is worse than quitting. And they will quit, they will give up, they will drop out. And if you decide you're not a quitter, I think that is such an important decision to make for somebody. Because mm. now I see all this stuff like, you know, just set your boundaries. Just, you know, if it's not serving you, just do something else. Or, you know, if you can't work, you know, drop a thing. Don't read the book all the way through. If you don't like it 10 pages in, give it the ass. Well, you don't even know what's in the last 300 pages, mate. Read the book and then make a decision. Yeah. Finish it. Yeah. Oh, you don't like your job? Give it a crap. Have you even tried your hardest? Mm. Like really tried your hardest? Mm. Are you putting in or are you demanding of everything else? <laughs> because if you decide not to quit, you can get through stuff slowly. You yeah. can do stuff. You can lose. You can do a shit job. Mm. But people who want to be front runners, want to do these things, they quit and you just and then eventually I think that takes little pieces away from you. Yeah. You know, so making that decision to just not be a quitter is like paramount to getting through those 700 shit days I, and I, I think yeah further to that I think that like I see it a lot and you would see it a lot especially with blokes so you'll get you'll get a bloke you'll get two similar blokes come from a similar background they'll walk into the gym you know captain of the first 15 and you know he's a police officer and you get another guy he's been playing top level rugby league he's a police officer too 
One is totally fucking cool with who they are. Couldn't give a rat's ass that the girls are lifting three times more than he yeah. is. The other guy is still locked in on the was the captain of the first fifteen. The ego is larger, you know, than the car he pulled up in. And I think when the when the when they're driven by that ego, like I've got to win, I've got to win. I remember when I was this, I was this. It's still the could have been, should have been, used to be type person. Um, when they're not as aware or cool to just go, man, fuck yeah, I was that 15 years ago, but I'm just pretty cool to do a few heavy deadlifts with a few of the lads and, and ladies yeah. and just chill. Like I, see, I really see it all the time. And it's actually a bit of a joke, like in the gym, like guys that come in with any sort of ego into our facility get spat out the <laughs> fucking back. Yeah. You know, you got you got ladies in there that are lifting, you know, small European cars. They're yeah. like clean and jerky little Audis. No worries. And the guys are like, what the fuck? And then they piss off up the road to some 24-hour fucking thing. And so no one can see and they can still be the captain of the footy team. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at your gym as well, like, great, I can deadlift, you know, 300 kilos. Cool. But, this, this, but this person over here can run 200 kilometers in, you know, in an unbroken truck. You know? mm -hmm. You're going to be beaten by somebody at some point. Absolutely. You can't, no one's winning all the things all the time. Mm. So... Yeah, does it matter to you to be someone who lives? Just you know, just be that guy. Just be yeah. a guy who like shows up and lives. Do you okay. have any resources that teach you how to be that person no, that wins it's, everything? It's, it's everything. That wins everything no. all the time. Do CrossFit. That's yeah. the trick. <laughs> We've got the answer right in front of us. Drink that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, but that's there's always someone better. That's what's such a humbling experience to do martial arts or any kind of combat sports oh. because you get humbled. You just there's Pretty just cool. no room for it. There's always someone who can beat you down in one way or another yeah you think you're you think you're killing it and then there's yeah. always someone bigger quicker faster totally. it's harder it's got your number for some reason yeah so and true man pull your head in just get on with it bro i'm gonna hit you with some quick fire questions Boom. nothing too saucy <laughs> your little saucy mix favorite word <clears throat> favorite word rhymes with Shunt. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Is this family friendly? That would get a, that would get a fair workout. People are shocked. It's actually not a word. It's a sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite word. Uh, uh, I mean, nice. Let's go with that. That was smooth. Yeah. Smooth. Nice. Just be nice. Just be nice, bro. Just jab in front of you. Nice. Uh, oh, that was so, right. You're polished, bro. Yeah. I love it. I love it. From knee to nipple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's something you really suck at? Oh, drawing. Or yeah. like painting. You know, painting, uh, painting pictures with paint. Well, because not painting walls, I can paint a wall, but trying to paint a picture. Maybe one day I'll try and paint your picture. And then we'll, just, <laughs> and then we'll see how, how terrible it is. It's a brown patch with a tiny <laughs> tail. There's a couple of snags. <laughs> a couple of bits on the top there. Oh, bro. Sure, um, it. Can't do it. Bro, yeah, you could have one superpower. What is it? Uh, Superpower. I would really like to be able to like speak and understand and read like any language that's ever existed ever. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, just go anywhere, know what they're saying, be able to engage, be able to read anything that I pick up, you know. Yeah. 
a Humvee. Because you are definitely a learner. You read, man. You're the, the probably the only other guy, and I know a couple of guys. You know, <laughs> many guys. Oh, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got a couple of my hibiscus guys. Yeah. Um, that that reads a lot. Like I read a lot. Yeah. I don't read as much as you. My bookcase is not as sexy as yours. However, I am trying. Yeah. So I would definitely put you in that learner category. Yeah. Like big me. Time. So I, I get that, man. And you you chew through them. I see your post. Yeah, I'm through book number seven hundred and fifty eight. <laughs> And it's only the end of January. Yeah. Eat a dick, book readers. <laughs> I'm lucky, man. I read quick. I'm just, I think, because um, it was really, it was hammered into me as a kid, read, and I enjoyed it as a kid. Did and you? just reps, man. And so I read quite quickly. I don't speed read, but I just am a, am a pretty quick reader. And I actually, like, I have a notebook with me when I read, and I take notes. You know, so it's, I'm not even reading as fast as I can write, because I write out passages I like and quotes and bits and pieces. Mm. So I can find them again, but I'm just lucky. Not everyone can read that quickly, just because yeah. they can't read that quickly. Yeah, I, de I definitely can't. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I could get other stuff. Man, I get there, but I tell you, I um, oh, my grandmother would turn in a grave. I I write in the books. Oh so yeah. I don't take notes, but I'm one of those guys. Yeah. So when someone steals my books or borrows them, they're like, ah. Oh, Cock and balls. Cock and balls on page fifty-three. Yeah. <laughs> Big old Smurfs hat on page seventy-eight. What the fuck is what this? Is what the god? Is my god! It's a fat yam. Um, <laughs> I'm always drawing yams in my books. Just always the yam. The big yam in every book. My notebook is literally just full of them. Yeah, that's you're waiting for that it. awesome bit, the preface. Yeah. Waiting for the preface, and there's a big fucking yeah. fat yam. Yeah. That's not a preface. That's, that's a yam. <laughs> that's a vegetable. That's a root vegetable. It's a tuber. Prepuce. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last question, man. No. Um, <clears throat> this one's going to take a bit. Of, I'm happy to give you some time on okay. this one if you might have to marinate on this one. <laughs> oh, you, mate, easy. I'll yeah. walk on the beach with you. You know, with <laughs> Pinot Grey holding hands. <laughs> a little on a date night. Deep Victorian tracks. <laughs> um, if you're a type of food, what would you be? Besides. Eggplant, <laughs> skin-coloured eggplant. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I made it go. I don't have to be a steak. Just got to be. What Got to be a ribeye. <laughs> With the big bones. Just got to be a ribeye. Just you know, hearty. You know, gristle. Bit, you know, big just lump. Just a lump. <laughs> just a heavy lump. Of food. And into what? Is there any thistle in your bristle? Oh, it's much thistle. I'm excessive thistle. Is it a sunken bristle? I can't think. F I mean, food as well. Like, it ha I mean, I eat, I'm a big fan of the steak because I spend a lot of time watching steak videos on the internet. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's a oh, rabbit hole. How to cook them? Yeah, just cooking videos on. There's yeah. like YouTube. Uh, Do you know that Instagram thing with your stuff? your fingers? Oh, that. Yeah. that oh. Like <laughs> No, that means okay. I've been making that for a while now, mate. No, man, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, for the, what are you talking for the about? Dumbness. No, that's how. That's the no, dumbness I'm... of the stuff. <laughs> You're talking about another thing. <laughs> oh shit! So that's uh, that's well done. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Medium, 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 medium rare, rare, rare. Yeah, that's the deal. But I mean, it depends on the thickness of the steak. How thick are you, mate? In terms of stuff. Well, <laughs> oh, give or take. Give oh, jeez. So, what type of steak would you be? Would you be a? Um, I'm, I'd have to be a ribeye, just a just a big mm. chunky. Medium. Or? Oh, medium rare. Mm. Or rare if it's really good. You know, if it's a good steak, you can go rare. Oh, you don't do rare steaks. Don't, don't 
this day. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, you don't eat for most of the day. <laughs> Just turn up here like, yeah. oh, hey, bro. Hey, man, smells good. Yeah. I've been intermittently fasting. Intermittently fasting. Yeah, I haven't eaten since Tuesday. I'm, I'm 18 and four, six. Whatever. <laughs> Foggy ears. 18 and four. And then for the other two hours, I don't know where I, I am. That's no big deal. I think I was in a jet star flight, paying heaps of extra dollars. <laughs> Bro, we're like, so anybody that's keen to get involved, mm-hmm. which I think is really important, yeah. uh, with the Just Be Nice project or follow the Just Be Nice project, you've got some amazing stuff out there, bro. You are a very, very amazing human being oh, and a one that I feel very privileged to call a friend, a brother. Um, where can people follow you, bro? People can uh, can jump on JBN, just be nice, JBN, project, one word, dot com. Nice is his favourite word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second, I mean, second favourite. It's my favourite PG word, nice. Um, JBNproject.com, uh, JBNproject on Instagram, Josh Reed Jones on Instagram, Josh Reed Jones and JBN Project on LinkedIn and stuff. I post a fair bit on there as well. Obviously on Facebook. It's just all the same stuff. It's just be nice project, but it's different. There's a few. There's like there's a few other variations. The original and the best is the JBN project or the just be right. nice project. They go for the other, the other things that have similar names. Don't worry about those. Yeah, and uh, for those people living in Melbourne who want to come and change their lives, get some health literacy, get fit and healthy with you and your brother Izzy. Boom. Where can we find you, bro? Joe's brother's gym. You. Yeah. Albert Park on Audi Drive, just uh, at the at Lakeside Stadium there. So next to the uh, Victorian Institute of Sport, uh, come on down, jonesbrothersgym.com, jonesbrothersgym, or jonesbrothersgym on Instagram. Be one of those. Be one of those, just yeah. roll the dice, you're sure, you're just sitting it. And to find a skin-coloured aubergine, where do we get that? <laughs> uh, Jamie Mills. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hate having friends that are really witty and intelligent, <laughs> I just get fucking owned, I can't keep up. I can see you ticking over. <laughs> oh, God, you know, oh, God, God. What's your Tinder address, mate? <laughs> <laughs> awesome thank you so much bro man thank you i appreciate you your legends and your support and your love and all your hard work it doesn't go unnoticed we certainly you know means a lot and i haven't had a, a consecutive 700 tough days since you've been in my life mate it's you've, you've always brightened them in the middle there somewhere so i appreciate you man my man love you bro Aroha nui. yeah Aroha nui. thanks bro cheers we nailed it was it good it was good Boom. Boom.